hi, and welcome to another episode of Community Champions Podcast. I'm Zoe McEwen, community manager and strategist. And today I'm going to be chatting to someone who, uh, well, you don't sell to businesses, although some of your, you might be business owners, some of the people that you work with, Mm. but you are somebody who oozes, I was thinking about this last night, you ooze personality. Also, if I was going to say one thing about you, you there's there's a real kindness which is a strange thing to mention because of your niche because it's kind of not related but obviously you you know it's always good to be kind um so let's just yeah I think that's one of your superpowers but let's just get to the point I am chatting today to Matt Boyles uh hello hello Uh, do you want to just introduce yourself Matt Oh, well, that was a lovely uh, intro. And actually, kindness is one of the things I've tried to bring to the fitness industry. So hello, my name is Matt Boyles. I am the CEO and founder of Fitter, Confident You, which is online personal training tailored for gay, bi, trans and queer guys. Um, It's about building fitness, confidence and strength from the inside out and doing fitness a bit differently because growing up, I never really felt included in the fitness industry or even in PE because it felt like an exclusive serious boys club that I hadn't been invited to. Uh, and when I did get into fitness, it totally changed my life. And I realised well, other people probably felt a bit like me. And if I could do fitness differently, kind, fun, inclusive, it might help those guys on their journey too. So was fitness always your job? Like a, the no. job? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, after university, I we, when I did American studies, which I loved, but obviously not particularly vocational, um, I fell into marketing and did that for about nine, ten years. And it was fine and it sort of suited my personality of people and being a bit of an extrovert. But I didn't love it. I didn't love what I was doing. I liked the people, but I didn't love um, what I was doing. But it was during my 20s in that era when I got into fitness, discovered it, didn't have to feel like how I thought it felt, how I thought it was stressful and always had to be team sports. And when I joined a boot camp and then went to a gym and started to see and feel the changes and all the other benefits beyond what I ever expected, that was when I started thinking, oh, maybe this is something I'd like to do, as I said, and bring to other people. So I left marketing and became originally a, a more traditional PT. I stood in the park, trained people face to face, counted their reps. And that was fine as a starter because it got me into the fitness industry. And back then, I mean, 11, 12 years ago, the online training didn't exist. And then over while I was doing that, and I loved it a lot of the time, I met some brilliant people who I'm still friends with. Um, It was about five and a half, six years ago, I'd seen the started to see the rise of some online trainers and thought, oh, I see what they're doing. Maybe I could do something similar, but bit more tailored a bit more high-end even just a bit more focused than just mass market online training Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right and i think the the people i've spoken to and the communities that really work start out best when it comes from something that's a that's a real feeling or a need that you had personally because then you can completely understand the people that you're working with rather than being something that you trained for or did a degree in, you don't necessarily need to, I mean, it's good to have some kind of qualification or understand. Um, but I think just starting out with like, I'm just going to share my story. This is how it feels to me. Does anybody else feel like that? Let's, let's kind of start this thing together. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about kindness. I, re- I really do think, so some of these things are not like something that you can teach somebody, but just those simple values if you can share your values in your group rather than constantly talking about 
fitness or exercises. I mean, there's definitely, when I'm in your group, there's definitely, um, you know, fitness is, is a thread, mm. but it, but it's not everything in no. there. And, um, the way you interact, the way you speak to people is just really lovely. Oh, thank you. Um, I forgot you're in my group, but I love that you still laugh. Do you know what? I've written that down because how we, that is that is so crucial to all of this is that I'm completely not your ideal client, obviously, but I just love I just love wow. being in that space. And you've created a space that that is really welcoming and lovely to be in. Great. Never mind anything else. And I, well, you obviously don't mind me being in there, but it's it's just yeah it just has an atmosphere that i enjoy and so yes you've specifically got people that you're trying to attract mm. and i would say you know normally be very strict on that and only get the right people in and you don't want all sorts of other people but actually a lot of what you're doing is just really inclusive for everybody anyway that that's the thing there's a lot of crossover for crossover between especially between lgbtq plus people who don't always feel included in the fitness street fitness industry and women as well who have traditionally not always been included or equally find gyms unsafe spaces they feel threatened by the sort of toxic masculinity by the threat of misogyny homophobia biphobia transphobia all of these things it sort of conflates into this toxic idea of that gyms were always unwelcoming like i said earlier serious like this boys club and if you didn't do the right things you weren't lifting heavy enough you weren't welcome so everything i always wanted to do was sort of the 180 degree opposite of that and i have like i always have to qualify all the fitness like the programs and the nutrition everything i create is very serious in terms of it's science backed and it's sensible no stupid fad diets but my personality is very silly and i love silly like jokes and humor and that's what i wanted to do and that's one of the things i'm most proud of that i've created a fitness company in a world a, i call it the fitter confident universe where fitness is fun and silly and we do fun challenges and things like that to make it just so different to what people think fitness traditionally always was and i think that is one of the things that attracts people to what i do that it's fit it's fitness done differently but beyond like so differently to how people ever considered yeah but actually what you're creating and, you know, why the word community exists rather than just uh, a group or, or or somewhere that you nurture or chat to your ideal clients is, is because you've given them a different place to be, mm. a place where they feel like they belong. It doesn't matter all the other stuff. They just you know like me I, I i feel happy in there even even though you know it's it's very strange um that you can create an environment where such a mix of people can come come together mm. but that's because of your understanding and your awareness because of everything that you've experienced that you can create such a such a great space and that's the basis if you can get that right mm. then the other stuff is just sort of layering on top of of that to to grow your business um i think i think you you might have come up with a new word i lo- i know you love coming up with new words but <laughs> fitnessry yeah, i didn't portmanteau that without meaning to yeah, i like fitnessry i think fitnessry. you can have that <laughs> the fitnessry um because that, that that brings us nicely into there's a lot of it online uh people would say you know get something that you're known for um and people really try to get really clear on their niche and or, you know get known for that actually you know a lot of the things that you would be known for is is the fun stuff you know mm. you are great with a pun 
<laughs> you do love a pun. I do. And you do love to put fun into things. And I think if 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 people uh said, Oh, you know, what would you remember about Matt? Yeah, they'll remember that you're a you're a fitness a fitness guy and all of that kind of stuff. But actually it will be the personality things that that will stick in their head. Awesome. Like wonderful. I'm so grateful that that is how it comes across. I mean actually just what just one thing about what you were just talking about in terms of why I built the community in the first place. It was because it did I wanted to join something like that 6 years ago and it just didn't exist. There were other groups sort of that were vaguely talking about fitness and for gay guys and LGBTQ plus people, but most of them just sort of descended into dating sites. And I didn't want that to be just another one where people just oh look at my abs oh no look at my abs that's boring there are there are specific apps for that guys so actually in a, one of the we don't have many rules uh in the group but one of them is no topless selfies you can like topless is allowed if you're showing your progress pictures like over time because it's your journey and it's like proud of your body which and obviously i want everyone to be proud of their bodies but there's no just like oh here i am in the gym with my top off whoa like dull everyone's got a body this is what i always say as well your body is the least interesting thing about you which some people go what and clutch their pearls but it's it is we've all got a body it's what you can do with it and obviously what's interesting is how you can train it and what you can make it do and all these things but like removing that element of aesthetics and and like the surface has may, also made the group just a safer space because the top like actually at the start some people I before I was coming up with rules and things people were sort of posting things like that and I realized it was making other people feel uncomfortable and the whole as you said I wanted everyone at any stage in their fitness journey even if they haven't even started yet to feel welcome and safe in there so that was why that had to go yeah and um being the host of a community is 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 a big role you know you set yep. this up yep. you you create this place you uh invite people in and you do then have to control it in some way and monitor the situation and make decisions and you don't need to know all of those decisions in the beginning mm. but you do need to make decisions as it goes on and think yeah i'm not completely thinking this is going in the right direction or this is something that i would rather um, isn't there. And that, that, that comes as the business develops. You don't have to start out exactly knowing everything, mm. but you do need to be somebody that's able to make strong decisions. And I know sometimes people get very like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to tell that person they can't post that stuff. And I don't want to say that that person, um, I'm going to take that post down. I feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable about it. Um, but actually you do, you have to, you have to kind of own it. You have to, it's, yeah. it's your space and you're keeping it safe for everybody and for the long term, because things like that can change a group really quickly. They can change the atmosphere. And if they're left for, well, it's, it's like me and exercise. Like if, I, like if I don't go running for two weeks, it's hard work to get back into it. I, you know, and it takes me about two weeks to get back to where I was. Yep. And I think it's the same in a group. If it if if for two weeks something is is allowed to run, or if mm. for two weeks you don't make a connection with people, you, you you kind of you you really need to you know rein it in and, and and just watch over it. So it's not something that you can just set up, get people chatting, and then just mm. just let flow. You have to make conscious decisions about it, and um, yeah, that's really important. So you're your sort of secondary connections with people i think are really important yes you do the fitness is the thread yep. but the other things you do share other things in your life so have you ever felt 
boundaries around that or yeah um uh, so uh my, my partner isn't on any social media platform at all and he occasionally i'll share a picture of him and he's fine with that but like i do keep quite a strict line between my personal life and what i share and i think people may see like what I share and go, oh, he's sharing everything. But actually, I, I really don't. You don't only see what I curate. Um, and I am very open and like, <laughs> got nothing to hide. But uh, I think it's important. And actually, for my own mental well-being, I learned it was more, it was important to keep what I do as much as I adore it. And I honestly, I'm so grateful that I can say I love what I've created. And I love being able to work with guys all around the world and help them on their journeys. Um but in the first year, I didn't know how to do that. And I took on not only lots of clients, but I was suddenly on my phone building this this online business, like 12, 15 hours a day. I hadn't worked out how to not let these people be my friends as opposed – I suddenly – I like, yes, more friends. Surely that's logical. I love more, love more people. So I was – people were joining my group. I was having lots of new clients. I was posting on social media all the time. This was about five and a half years ago. And actually, after about nine months – I realized I was close to burning out because I wasn't, I hadn't learned how to manage it. Cause I'd gone from standing in the park and training three or four people a day, maybe five people a day. And then like having some downtime, going to the gym and all of a sudden having this world of people like asking me questions. And most of it obviously was lovely, but it was just this influx of information and requests and friends and people. And I didn't know what to do uh, because I was just like, yes, she said yes to everything. So it was going through that process and realizing, oh, hang on, I don't like where I guess. I mean, it was close to almost signs of anxiety and depression, realizing that the weekend or even just in downtime, say my real in inverted commas friends would text me and I was lackluster and I didn't feel like replying or doing anything. And I, and I was able, thankfully, to pause and step back and go, this isn't me. <laughs> why, why, why is this happening? And go, oh, it's probably because I'm on my phone 12 hours a day. I've got all these new people to manage. So I took myself away uh, on like a a one-man holiday for three days, and it was amazing. In the first 36 hours, I put the phone in the safe and didn't even look at it and just sort of slept and swam and ate and swept and napped and read a book. And then I started to sort of relax and finally sort of let everything go. And then the next time, next day or so, I started coming up with a plan of how to manage this because I wanted to keep it going, but it couldn't go back to how it was. And from then, and I spoke to some other like mental health professionals just to understand how to manage what I'm doing. And and then five years on, I'm great at it now. And I do have that barrier and that separation between my personal life and what I curate to the world and also my clients' lives. Um, but that also went, especially when something took off, takes off so quickly. And for people listening as well, like, make sure you're setting your own boundaries. Yes, growing a business is exciting and important, but not at the detriment of your own health and mental health. Yeah. And that's where maybe consistency and 24-7 gets muddled. Yeah. It does. You know, people hear the word consistency. And and also, as you say, they see a lot of other people further on in the journey than them usually, yeah. all over the place, all over everything, forgetting that they've probably got a team of people behind them. Exactly. Doing all of their social media on every platform, sharing stuff, repurposing stuff. They will have a team of people. If you're, if you're in the beginning, you can't be doing that. Um, and the advice that I always, the way I describe it is that, um, it's the business version of you that you want to show. Love that. So you don't need to show absolutely everything, just the business version of you. But 
if you've got something that you think, you know, if you can get to the place where you think, I know my group would love this, I want to share it with them, then that's really good energy. That's a good thing because you're like, oh, they're going to love this. They're going to find this hilarious or I want to see what they think about whatever it is. And I want to share that in my group. And that's when you know you've built that community where you both understand each other and it doesn't all have to be about work. You're just like, oh, this this is fun. You know, I want to share this stuff with you. Yeah, um, it's It's the right place for you to have those conversations. And, um, you know, when you find something fabulous on TV and you've got no one else to sort of share with, you can go in your group and say, and this is me at the moment. I'm like, have you started watching Shrinking? I love Shrinking. It's, it's on Apple. And I'm like, you know, when you find that thing and you think, everybody needs to watch this. Um, and that's the kind of thing that your group love it. They love it if you do share those special things that are important to you. But you know, I, the same as you, I rarely show anything about my kids or talk about all of that stuff. Not because I don't want to, um, just because w- when I'm doing stuff with the kids, I'm doing stuff with the kids and yeah. I'm not thinking about sharing anything or, or, or taking any pictures of anything that, that needs to be shared. So I think what you're, the essence of what you do is, is, is sort of selling you as much as your services to them so that they know what it is they can expect. So your group, your free community is a little slice of, well, if you like it in here, then chances mm. are you're going to like working with me. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, it's an extension of what I do. And that, and it also reassures me that I have, I'm, it's the classic ascension model, but I have something to help someone at every single stage of their journey, but also their budget. So if you just stay in the group, you'll get free workouts and free, tra- like we had amazing free training this week on mindset and well-being just in the group. There's workouts in the file section. There's some recipes in there and there's just general good vibes and inspiration from seeing other people all around the world, all different ages, all different body types doing their fitness and sharing what they're up to. And it's so, yeah, I'm really, I really love it. I did. I kind of, I don't want to say fell out of love with it, but I think I just got a bit bored with it, maybe because I wasn't refreshing it. And that was about 18 months ago. And then after it grew pretty quickly, it then sort of stagnated. But actually in the last six months, kind of gave it, just gave it attention and love again, new things, new posts, new ways to engage with people. And it's really started to to take off and the engagement's gone back up. And I just love that because it means it is reaching and supporting people and meeting them where they are, which makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, if, if you enjoy your group, it will work. Yeah. It will always work. You know, if you enjoy it, if it's a place that you enjoy being in, then it's always going to work. Um, the, the free stuff is, is always a tricky one for people. They're always like, how much stuff do I share that's free? I'm like, you can share absolutely everything. Like you could put your entire, you know, you put whatever you want in there for free. Um, the, the thing that you then need to get good at is making sure that once you've done that free stuff and you've built some momentum around it. So like if you had a week of some really great free training, that that somewhere in there you're getting something back as well so yeah. you're using that as an opportunity when you've got some momentum in the group and a buzz and people are really like ah to go well look if you love this and you want more accountability we can carry on and here's the place that you can carry on with that yeah um so if, you know i'm i'm a uh, i'm a fan of free stuff but only if you're really clear how it feeds you as well because if you just keep which i see people do all the time thinking free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. And then eventually people will just come and find me and ask how they can work with me. It's like, they won't. 
Mm. They, they just won't. They'll just keep taking the free stuff. So you can do free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, but then you find a way to either get them on your email list or uh, get them to a class or chat to them and find out what they really want or make sure that they've got the links to the next level of how they can continue this journey. Yeah. Um, and people get a bit uncomfortable about that. There's many times like, oh no, well, they just came for the free stuff. So they don't want to know about the paid services. I'm like, I would, I, I feel dropped. You know, if somebody does some free stuff and then it's like, okay, so like, where was that? Le- where am I going? Where was that leading? How can I get more help? How can I feel like, oh, okay, that was it. You know, I want, I want to know. I don't necessarily want it to be thrown at me um, and, and really, really sold to, but I do want it to kind of lead somewhere. Yes. Well, this is something you really helped me with when we first met in Malta um, because I had been, I don't want to say over-delivering, but focusing mainly on free content and not even giving people the pathway or the breadcrumbs of how to even find really the the stuff that supports the business, the paid programs. Yeah. Um, and so since then, which was about six months ago, amazingly, um, I've really been focusing on that and it has made a difference. And actually since then, I, you may know, I'm, you probably know this as well, but what I've done, I love what you said about encouraging people to, well, getting people onto the mailing list as well as in the group. So I've been doing it the other way around. And so running a lead magnet advert on Facebook. So get the people sign up there and then onto my mailing list. But with the click through, which like between about 10 and 20% do, you offer another well, two or three lead magnets and they're available only if they join the group. So it's like belt and braces. And that's been working brilliantly as well. Yeah. I mean, some, I, I have a, another separate free community that's huge that really just runs as a lead magnet to collect email addresses to get people into the right, you know, funnels for wherever we need them to go. Um, So there's loads of different ways in which you can do it. And as long as you're transparent and everybody chooses whether or not they sign up to these things and and all of that is right, then, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, Oh, this has been really great. Any other advice before we finish for anybody starting out online other than get your boundaries in place? If your niche is who you are, which is obviously the generally the easiest place to start, just think about what you would like to watch, the content you would like to watch and take in and review. Because, yes, like you're trying to put yourself into the other person's shoes, but the starting point of, well, do I enjoy this? Because if you're if you're creating content that you don't even enjoy, that's going to come across, and it's not going to the the energy isn't going to be there. The, like people will see through the commitment of it and it's just posting it for posting its sake. And I've been there and done that when you sort of have creative block and I'm like, oh God, just just do anything, send it up. And obviously no one engages or replies and it's in, like, and it just disappears. Like if you enjoy it, there's going to be that positive energy behind it. So I'd always say, um, obviously <laughs> providing you are your avatar, your niche, uh, get you start with that as the starting point. Make sure you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. And that's where sort of more organic posting, like whatever you're doing today, you could create at least one post around what you're doing today yeah. and just put it in the group. And it's going to be relevant because you are walking the walk, you know, you, you are living that life. That is what you're doing. And that's when it's so much easier. And if, if you get into scheduling content, you know, thinking of it as content, um, that's, oh yeah, it's a really hard place. And it, you mm. know, you just, there's no people I know download and get uh free content planners or you know if you do these types of posts this is what gonna what's gonna work and mm. and 
you know, it's simpler than that. It's, it's just around you. And, and like I say, the behind the scenes of the business, you are the business, what's happening each day. Um, but I know some, some people do prefer to have loads of stuff scheduled in because they're not great uh, at doing the sort of like going in and um, chatting with their community. But if you can get an element of that, like what are you feeling like today? What is going through your head today? What, what are you working on today? Mm. Um, the group definitely feels the energy and you usually get better responses on those kinds of posts. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Thank you, Matt. It's been so nice chatting to you. Yes. Um, we met up again in London, but it's, yeah, it's been a while. Malta was nice. Malta was the we dream. We need to go back. We lived the um, jellyfish story. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Stung by a jellyfish. Um, there, were a lot, there were a lot of jellyfish on that I'm beach. I'm amazed I didn't get stung. I'm very grateful I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but. It was a fun story. It was a fun story. We had a fun time. I would recommend Malta to anybody listening. Um, Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Where can people find you? Where's the best place for people to find you? Oh, uh, well, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm the same handle, Fitter U Global. So Fitter Y-O-U Global. Um, And once you're in there, I've got you and you'll you'll see me popping up all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Um, I'll share the links as well. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Zoe.